that objective could have two or three different key results tied to it. And so the measurement of those key results and the idea is that if all of those key results are hit in a year, then you know that you've actually achieved your objective. So what it does is, again, it stays within the three to five. But instead of saying you have three to five goals, I have three to five objectives that I want to accomplish this year. That is going to be measured by these key results. And we're going to measure those key results on a scoreboard. So the big question is this. How do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams, and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Welcome to The Bottom Line, a new weekly podcast series that we drop every Thursday to complement our weekly Monday podcast interviews with the industry leaders. These podcasts are going to be designed to give you short, impactful, and value-driven information that you can start using right away in your business. I value your time and attention and will do my very best not to waste it. Just get what you need and go. So with that, let's get into today's episode. Are you an agency owner looking to better understand your financials and take charge of your tax bill? Well, Club Capital is here to help. As the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, they are way more than your everyday run-of-the-mill CPA. Club Capital provides financial, CFO, and tax advisory services that help you plan and forecast your financial success. You'll meet every month to review your agency's financial performance, the difference between your profit and actual cash flow, along with helping you better understand your bottom line. Visit club.capital to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Hey, everyone. So the last few weeks, we have been talking about what does it mean to have a blueprint for the business? And then how do you build a plan? And now we're going to talk about your 2023 objectives and key results. And so I want to give complete full credit to the book written by John Doerr, which is Measure What Matters. And so let me share with you my own personal journey as to kind of where this came about, how this ultimately began to impact me, what it did for me personally and for the business, and then how I shared it with others and why I think that this is a great framework for you to be able to utilize or consider utilizing for you. Last year, I mean, I have taken in and spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm not kidding when I say that. I think it's well over 300000 Dollars and the amount of money I've spent on coaching programs, myself, my own personal development. If you think about the money for meals, flights, hotels, the programs themselves, et cetera, that's not even counting the time away from the business to invest in my own personal and professional development. The reason I say that is by no means to have that as any type of bragging. It is just I am a big believer in developing of myself so that I can get better and be able to give to other people and to be able to grow the businesses. Well, along the way, when you're in with that many different business owners and entrepreneurs and different programs, you hear a lot of different frameworks as to how to set goals in the business. 
And I have shared on this podcast many times that I love the striving for certain things, especially the striving of business. I think about business as a game. Uh, I played a lot of sports when I was growing up, still love to be competitive, whether it's in golf or playing gotcha with my son or, you know, playing in a men's basketball league, whatever that is. So I love to be competitive and I love to be able to set things to be able to strive for. And so business gives a great playground to be able to do that. The reason that I have not loved to set goals is two primary things is without me knowing it by using the word goal, as I was immediately beginning to make myself think that where I am today is not where I want to be and some place out in the future is good. So where I'm at today is bad and where I want to be in the future is good. And what I've realized, and Dan Sullivan does an amazing job of setting this, where he calls it the gap in the game, is as I was getting closer to hitting those goals, I would just move the goalpost out or I'd move the goal line out. And so basically I never could ultimately get there. I would just, as I got closer, it was like moving with the horizon as Dan says. And so that was one aspect of goal setting that I didn't love. And the second aspect of goal setting is it becomes a little too synonymous with a wish. And so in other words, I say, well, I'd like to lose 15 pounds or I'd like to grow my revenue by a hundred thousand, or I'd like to grow revenue 20,000 a month, or I'd like to get 50 new clients or whatever that may be. Then it just becomes, well, let's just set that as a goal. And there's no actual tangible plan to make that happen. And we spent some time last week talking about having a plan that actually works. So for this week, those are the two reasons why I didn't really love goal setting, but I did understand, and Michael Hyatt does a great job with teaching about how to set goals in the business and common things such as you should have somewhere between three to five goals. That number makes sense. And then those goals need to be smart or smarter goals. In other words, they need to be something like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound some people have different acronyms for the, the E and the R stands like. So you've heard that before. So I did that for years, bought into that philosophy. Well, over especially the last 18 months, myself, but also working with other business owners, I began to kind of notice a similar pattern is that, number one, they had several things that they wanted to accomplish, but it was really hard to get it into this smarter framework they would say something that absolutely you could look at the business and say, yeah, that makes sense. We want to improve our sales process. We want to be able to improve our customer journey. We want to improve our customer experience. And you would say, well, you can't set that as a goal because that's not, doesn't have, it's not specific. It's not measurable. It's not time bound. And the business owner would say, okay, yeah, that makes sense. What do I need to do? And so it would be easy to set targets around sales numbers or around revenue numbers as an example. And so that's what all the numbers would be. Let's still leave them saying, well, this is really what I want to do. I want to have a sales process built out. I want to improve our customer journey. I want to improve our customer experience for our clients. I want to install an onboarding journey for our new customers that come on board, et cetera. I want to actually have and build a marketing plan this year. Those are all normal things in the business. I actually want to get control of my financials this year, whatever that may be. And so it doesn't fit in that three to five goal setting, got to be smarter framework. I just thought, well, that's maybe the way it is. And I wish I could tell you what podcast I listened to, but I went back and I remember seeing the book, Measure What Matters by John Doerr. And so 
I will also kind of take a little bit of a detour for just a moment and tell you that a lot of the business books that I have read over the years, especially if they're written by someone who's in Silicon Valley, has had little application with me or the small businesses that I've been a part of or some of the people that I've been able to help. It's like, yeah, well, that works for Apple. That works for Google. But we're a business that does a million dollars in revenue. How does that help me? They do a trillion dollars in revenue or two trillion in revenue. They got 20,000 employees. Sure, that works there. That doesn't work for my staff of five. And so I found sometimes a harder how do you pull the application from that book all the way down to day-to-day things? Now, there are some exceptions. I think the book Radical Candor written by Kim Scott, she worked at Apple, she worked at Google, and I think it also applies you know, to the, our business as well. So there are certainly exceptions to that. And the same thing holds true, I believe, with this book, Measure What Matters. And so Measure What Matters initially was... I think it was called management MBOs, management by objectives. And then it got over time translated into OKRs. So objectives and key results. And still to this day, from what I gather, I think Apple and a lot of the bigger companies still use OKR framework to be able to set you know, what they want to accomplish in a year. And so as I read through that, I said, this makes sense to me. Now, they will use the term in that book. He will still use the term in that book. But I think it was the way that the key results and the objectives fit together is what really set it off for me. And so by definition, a key result is not a key result unless it has a number. So it's still holding true to the goal setting framework of needing to be able to know, did you or did you not? But oftentimes a key result, you could have two or three key results that all point to the same objective. So let's take our example of saying we want to improve our sales process and saying that is a key objective, which, by the way, I do believe, and it's actually shared in the book, that you should have somewhere between three to five objectives in a year. Those are the the replacement of the goals, basically. But that objective could have two or three different key results tied to it. And so the measurement of those key results and the idea is that if all of those key results are hit in a year, then you know that you've actually achieved your objective. So what it does is, again, it stays within the three to five. But instead of saying you have three to five goals, I have three to five objectives that I want to accomplish this year. That is going to be measured by these key results. And we're going to measure those key results on a scoreboard. Maybe I'll talk about, you've heard me a few weeks ago, I talked about a scoreboard, but that's how all of this begins to fit together. If you think about a document, maybe a front page where you say, this is what I want to do in three years. This is what I want to accomplish this year. These are my objectives and my key results for 2023. These are my quarterly targets. This is my plan to make that happen. These are my core values that we stand for in the business. And these are the key results that we're going to measure on a school board. That would be a really powerful document for you to be able to have everything on a front and back one page piece of paper. There's a great book, uh, Scaling Up by Vern Harnish, that talks about a one page strategic plan. This is kind of how I think about the version of that. There's also one, if you're familiar with EOS and Traction, They call it about a vision traction organizer or the VTO, where it has these. 
this is what I think for a small business, if you're doing less than $2 million in top line revenue, which many of you are, this is exactly the tool that I use across the businesses. And this is a tool that I think you could use for you as well. But specifically for today, objectives and key results. So what are the three to five objectives that you want to accomplish in 2023? And what are the key results that ultimately support those objectives? So each objective is going to have at least one key result, but it may have upwards of two or three different numbers that you're going to track that if you hit those key results, you will certainly accomplish the objective. I really encourage you to pick up that book. I will tell you, there's a lot of different stories in that book, uh, a lot of anecdotes that I think are really helpful. I think it could have been maybe a 15 page white paper. I don't mean that to uh, despairing him, but I think you get the gist of the OKR framework pretty early on in the book. And it's been great. We've shared it with our business owners. It's the framework that I now use. I was using a different one previously where it was three to five kind of goals and then picking out what's the one thing that we want to accomplish this year. And now this is just given a much broader organizational structure. Our business owners have loved being able to use it. And so I wanted to bring it all to you. So anyway, hope that's helpful. Until next episode, lead well. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you're someone who has a growth mindset. You probably want to be able to grow your book of business as well. What DirectClick specializes in helping insurance agencies leverage Google ads and SEO to drive inbound phone calls, leads, online visibility, and even organic traffic. You can be confident in knowing exactly how well your ads are working and getting support in what really matters in your business. Get exclusive online marketing support today when you visit directclicksinc.com. You know how important it is to develop yourself and to, to develop your team. Well, if you're going to do that, you want to do it with the best. Work with Coach P Consulting to learn and implement the same strategies that he used to sell over 700 life policies in 2021 alone. You'll get personalized coaching two times a week and an in-depth look at how his office is run. And Coach P will train your team alongside his own. Get your first month free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast during sign up. Visit coachpconsulting.com to get started.